that's really what we mean is we want to not just waste our time. We want to spend it in meaningful activities. So yeah, get in here, volunteer. Yes. And you know what this is right now, this episode, Stephanie? Yes, I do. Oh, do you? Number 99. It is. It is 99. (laughs) Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast, where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plan empowered with your co-hosts, 25 year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master, Stephanie Aguilar. Hey, hey, empowered vegan lifers, Ella here with my co-host. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Ella, what's going on today? What is going on? I am back in Miami after a trip to Hogs and Kisses Farm Sanctuary, where I went up to give Anne a little breather and take care of the animals. And it was a fabulous trip. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It was a short one this time. Usually I'm up there for a couple of weeks. This time was only five days. I've got a lot of other things going on and it's also really cold. (laughs) We don't, we don't talk about the weather, but, (laughs) but it was really cool. It it was mild and then dropped into the teens. And it's one thing when you're can just go in and out real quick in inside, but then down feeding the pigs and making sure that they're okay. Anne is like a total worrywart and I am too, when it comes to the animals, to be honest, but you know, we're just constantly worrying about them, making sure that they're warm enough, even though they do much better with the cold than (laughs) any of us humans. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And we're working on some new systems for feeding. We're in this learning phase because they've gotten slightly food aggressive. And so I am telling you what my first feeding of them this time around was a total shit show. Oh no. Oh no. It was a bit of a shit show. Yes. They just were kind of storming the gate and I just wasn't quite prepared and yeah, I could go on about it, but it all worked out and it all came together in the end. (laughs) It's just always so wonderful to spend time with them and they're just amazing animals. I don't know what else to say about them. Yes. And when I was there, I get a text from you. I was sitting there with Anne and got a text from you saying that Jack was looking for some volunteer hours. He was looking for some volunteer hours and he actually suggested, Hey, can I do something for the sanctuary? And I said, I will ask. I think that's great. So he has been doing some research, which he loves to do. So yeah. That worked out perfect. Yeah. It's nice to have him kind of, you know, stepping into our world a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Anne was really, really excited about that. And because there are so many volunteer opportunities, I think people don't quite realize that if you're not there in person, it doesn't mean that you can't volunteer. There's so many things that people can do to be helpful at a distance. So speaking of reach out, if you are looking for some volunteer opportunities to help out our animals at Hogs and Kisses Farm Sanctuary, just reach out, shoot me a message and we can hook you up. Absolutely, It always feels good. It just feels so good to volunteer, doesn't it? It really does. And you know, I think we all talk about our purpose in life, but what we really want is to spend our time meaningfully, you know? And of course, some people are very clear on that, but I think the average human being, that's really what we mean is we want 
to not just waste our time. We want to spend it in meaningful activities. So yeah, get in here, volunteer. Yes. And you know what this is right now, this episode, Stephanie? Yes, I do. Oh, do you? Number 99. It is. It is 99, (laughs) which means next episode is 100. And we are doing something very special for episode 100. So you guys watch out for it. It's coming. (laughs) coming for you. (laughs) In the meantime, today we get to talk about, you know, this was a perfect intro talking about volunteering at a sanctuary for our talk today on Solutionary Vegan. No, what a great project that you and Jennifer have embarked on. So I'm excited to talk with both of you and see what this is all about and see where you're headed. But before we dive in real quick, let me tell you just a little bit about Jennifer Torkin. After attending a top business school, then a top enology school, yep, winemaking, Jennifer served as national marketing director for California Wine Association, then owned a wine marketing company for several years before pursuing her passion, serving animals. To that end, she has worked with and volunteered for various animal advocacy organizations and is completing her master's in humane education with a focus on animal protection. Now, let's get into it. You know, our listeners know a lot about Ella and I. Jennifer, tell me something about you. Ah, what a lovely question. Well, Stephanie, I think what I would like to tell you is the fact that I am a student of humane education, Mm -hmm. which is a discipline that many people haven't heard of. And it ties into our podcast because it's all about being a solutionary. Oh, I love that. I love that. Tell us what prompted you all to create the Solutionary Vegan Level Up podcast. So I know Ella and you through Vegan Life Coach Academy, which I would love to chat about at some point. And via my studies in humane education, like I've basically the, the arc of my studies have been all about trying to figure out the best, most impactful way to advocate for non-human animals. We'll call them animals going forward. And day and night reading, watching conversations. And at the same time, I became aware of the fact that Ella was interested in returning to her roots in animal advocacy. So we decided together that if all of this learning is going to be happening, how wonderful would it be to share it with other people who love and care about animals and would like to do their best by them as well. Yeah, it was so well said. And it was such a surprise when I learned after Jennifer started working with us, you and I, Stephanie, as part of Vegan Life Coach Academy, learning that she's in this program and that it was really coinciding with, in terms of the time frame of me being ready to do a little more directed work toward helping animals. You know, everything I do is ultimately about the animals, fitness, everything, but I was really ready or, and I was really ready to also talk about animals a little more directly and to help with kind of a bigger paradigm shift around animals, which is something that I've put a lot of energy and effort into my whole life, but wanting to get back to doing it a little more directly. And so what a perfect kind of 
the world's aligned, the universe aligned and said, now's the time to do something, do this new project. And Jennifer and I started talking and started thinking and yeah. How did we exactly come to the conclusion that we were actually going to get into action? Because it's one thing to think about it. Do you remember? Because I'm trying to remember. You know, that's a brilliant question. And I don't remember. And part of humane education is helping people figure out what their passion is and what they're good at and what they want to, what they enjoy doing. So for me, via the program, I figured out I know what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about non-human animals. And what I'm good at is asking questions, which is making this interview quite uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the other side of that, but I could ask questions all day. So for me, this made perfect sense. And in terms of how you and I came to, I think it's because you're a amazing podcaster and interviewer. And I think we just realized that we would be synergistic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, what really strikes me about what you guys are saying is that it's all about connection and relationships, you know, your connection to Eli, both of your connections to the animal, to the universe. And what an amazing project that has grown out of your experience with us. Bellin, can you talk a little bit more about how the Vegan Life Coach Academy really contributed to your growth and your ultimately the blossoming, really, this solutionary vegan project? I would be so honored to. And it's a long answer. But, you know, so there was the whole healthy plant-based eating thing because I've been vegan for a very long time, but not necessarily a healthy vegan. So that happened. And then upping my fitness game without actually even realizing it was happening. It's hilarious. By the end of the program, I was doing a five-minute plank, (laughs) which I'm very proud. And it just happened naturally. And I could have kept going. I just got bored. Like, dang. But more importantly... So about halfway through the program, I realized that I had had a jar of raisins in my kitchen throughout the program. And what a moment that was for me, because I had suffered from disordered eating for 35 years since college. And through the coaching system that you all shared with us, I was able to conquer that. I mean, it hasn't been a problem since. So that was huge for me. Because you two are just truly masterful coaches. And then I can't say enough about the community, what you were just talking about, what a difference it makes to have people going through caring about the same things that you care about. And those people are still my friends. And I went through the program quite a while ago and I do yoga with two of them every Sunday via Zoom. I've never met anybody in person. So that was and remains huge. And then finally, the biggest thing is that, you know, once I got over being starstruck with Ella. (laughs) We became friends and now I get to work with just one of the best beings on the planet every single day, several times a day, much to her dismay sometimes. (laughs) 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 Oh, you're hilarious. Okay. So the other thing I would like to add is just what I've seen in terms of your willingness to be uncomfortable and still move forward. Like you just said, was such a perfect example. You're like, this is really uncomfortable what I'm doing right now. Like being interviewed 
is uncomfortable. Being considered a co-host of a podcast is very uncomfortable for you. Yeah, I fought that one hard, didn't I? You fought. But the thing is, we all want to find our way to help, to serve, to make things better for animals and other humans and the environment. And so it's uncomfortable for me, but if I can deliver something that helps other beings, then so be it. Jennifer, our listeners know a lot about Ella and my journey to veganism. Tell me about yours. Take us back a little. So my journey is not, I don't know, I don't consider it heroic. I, like many had been a vegetarian or I called myself a vegetarian for a very long time since college. And that was, I did that in order to lose weight and okay, it worked. And I called myself a vegetarian, but my family was from Maryland and very much into crabs. And I participated in crab feasts happily. And when I was pregnant, I craved Kentucky, oh, it's called KFC now. And yet I called myself a vegetarian. I don't know. You know, I think that I continued eating those things because I wasn't an ethical vegan. I was plant-based, right? Sort of, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but never beef and never pig. And I think it's because I shared that misconception that cows and pigs, you know, these bigger animals are somehow more sentient than our smaller friends. But then about 14 years ago, my mother was in the hospital And I went to stay with her as did my brother and spent a bunch of time with my brother who had been vegan for a few years. And I don't know what he said. I don't know what he shared something. He said something. And that was it. I was just done because of course, knowing whatever that little thing was, there was no reason to go back. And it wasn't hard. It was liberating because you know, how awesome is it to do something that's relatively easy in the scheme of things, just changing what I was eating that sends a message and changes lives. You know, one thing that I say about my own journey is that when I stopped putting junk and suffering into my body, things changed for me. Did you feel that for yourself? That is lovely. And I honestly, I don't remember if I felt different physically and perhaps that's not what you're referring to. I definitely felt better emotionally, but not necessarily because of the junk, because I wasn't a particularly healthy vegan until relatively recently, more so because of the suffering. Mm -hmm. I wasn't participating in that system anymore. Mm. And that felt good. Absolutely. So I have to ask the question, what does solutionary mean? I mean, is it even a word? (laughs) It sounds kind of nice, but I mean, what's the story there? How'd you guys select that? Yeah. So I don't know how word is defined, but it's a thing. It's a word that's been around for a while and was really brought to life by Zoe Weil, who is the founder of the Institute for Human Education, where I'm about to complete my master's. And here's the definition. A solutionary is someone who identifies inhumane, unsustainable, and unjust systems and then develop solutions to transform them so that they are restorative, healthy, and equitable for people, animals, and the environments. A lot there. Mm. What I love about it is that it's not a solutionary. It kind of sounds like it's somebody who makes solutions, right? A problem solver. 
And it is that, but it's very specific to systems level change, like looking at the root of problems. And there's a constant eye toward doing the most good and the least harm for everyone, for all beings, including humans (laughs) and including the environment because we're all connected. Yeah. I know when I heard that word. Yeah, I can't think of a better word to describe the both of you. What did you feel like? No, I fell in love with the word. I didn't even know quite what it meant first. Is Zoe Weil is the founder of the Institute of Humane Education. So that's how I got introduced to it through Jennifer and Zoe. And something clicked and it really resonated when I read that mm-hmm. definition and realized as well the work I've been doing, even though not directed towards non-human animals, the work I'm doing, it made me feel better about the work I'm doing that I've been doing with Sexy Fit Vegan, because there's something to be said about all the different strategies. And then what a solutionary is going to do is really examine those strategies and see how the impact they're having on the bigger picture Mm. and the systems. And so then that introduced me from there to organizations like Faunalytics, which I wasn't even really familiar with. And so once I started diving into this world again, it was so extraordinary. And I feel like, you know, here I am, a 26 year vegan, caring about animals, the planet, people so intensely. And knowing now that there's this whole world that I still am unaware of, it was really exciting to me. It kind of like lit my soul on fire and re-energized me to move forward and continue my work in new and different ways. Mm, Wow. And you as a 26 year vegan, you didn't know about some of this stuff. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. You know, I've been focused so much since starting sexy fit vegan on how to spread that message as far and wide as I could, you know, we all can't do it all and there's a place for everything. Right. And I'm a fitness expert. I am somebody who knows a lot about nutrition and I can really help people and I can inspire people. And I chose that route after being an activist specifically for animal rights I chose that route simply because I found it in my own life anecdotally to be making the bigger difference Mm. at that time. So I went that route, not necessarily because I was more passionate about fitness than animal rights, but because I was finding that through fitness and through my work in that industry, I was actually able to reach what seemed like even more people. But at the same time, there was this piece of me that felt a little sad about not having animals be the forefront of my work. So all in all, like this is doing, it's making me feel better. It's helping me feel better about the work I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And it's allowing me to do some new and different work that's also going to make an impact. And that's why I'm so excited about the Solutionary Vegan Level Up podcast is because what a great way to reach people. And now we can bring in the Sexy Fit Vegan and the Vegan Life Coach Academy audience, people that are caring about animals and want to level up their activism or their advocacy, or just learn how to do some different things that might actually impact other people and animals on the planet. So it's all kind of full circle, it feels like. Yeah. I know this is your interview stuff. But allow me to take over. So you just brought up a really great point, Ella, and that is that there are so many different forms of advocacy. I mean, I hate to even use that word because, you know, it really just means 
don't know what it means, helping, right? <laughs> advocating. And your method was and is highly impactful. And what we want to do with this podcast is help others find their method for serving. There are so many that when I started in the human education program, I did this whole presentation about where I was the advocate trying to figure out what to do. There are so many strategies and there are so many tactics. And we're hoping with this podcast that we can help everybody find something that they can do to help them elevate their efforts to minimize suffering. Mm. So do you have plans beyond the podcast? We do. So we have a website, which is guessolutionaryvegan.org. And right now what's on the website is an invitation to please sign up for our email list so we can let you know when we've dropped the first episodes. And then a bunch of information about what a solutionary is and what our plans are for the podcast. And then beyond that, we have plans for a Solutionary Vegan Summit and plans for educational material. So we can kind of put together that which we're learning from our guests in a format where we can share it with advocates. And then there's a top secret project that Ella's smiling. I don't know if she's ready to share or not, or perhaps we'll just leave it at that. Okay. So the website will be a home for all sorts of solutionary projects. Okay. All right. So tell me who the podcast is for. What are people going to learn when they tune in? So the podcast is for people who want to improve their advocacy on behalf of animals. Simple as that. So we're talking to people who either have anecdotal experience, like we've already interviewed Chef AJ which is another great example of like, she's helping animals through teaching people how, through being hilarious and also through teaching people <laughs> how to help great, healthy vegan food. So there'll be folks like that. And then there will be lots of people who collect and analyze data, people like Phonolytics and FFAC and the Humane League. And we're interviewing next week, the author of Animal Impact which is a book all about strategic advocacy in the animal protection space. So we'll be talking about, you know, figuring out what strategies are effective and then what tactics are effective. I feel like I'm being a little bit vague. So, you know, should I do social media posts? If so, should I include graphic images or should I include happy piggies at farmed animal sanctuaries? Should I share documentaries with my friends and family? Should I go to protests? Should I write legislators? Should I become an educator and teach kids about critical thinking and compassion? And then, you know, looking at things like do vegan pledges work? Should we be talking about health and the environment or solely the ethical issues? Is it more effective to ask people to reduce or to stop completely their animal consumption, which best serves animals, which minimizes suffering the most. And then, you know, so those are all the sorts of things. And again, how can I help? We ask every guest at the end, what's an action we and our listeners can take right now that will positively impact animals. And I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that down the line, we want to talk about food justice and how humans 
and the environment are impacted by our system, by our food system. And there's a lot there to unpack. And there's a lot of people working on that. Yeah, we really want to take people on this learning journey with us. And I know Jennifer from her program at IE is kind of, she's way up there in terms of education from where I'm at. And I feel like I almost represent a lot of our listeners in a way because I'm going to be learning a lot. We're both going to be learning a lot along with our guests and along with our listeners. We want to kind of go on that journey with our audience. So kind of starting with some of the more simple stuff, you know, like what can I do tomorrow to help the most? And then once we kind of get a grip on these things that are more specific to the animals, then we want to expand that level of consciousness and our compassion and learn how to make conscious and mindful choices and really take into consideration how they affect all beings and the planet as well. Mm, Such an amazing project, you guys. This is amazing. Tell me where we can tune in. Tell us where we can listen and stay informed about some of the events you've got going on. Right on. So solutionaryvegan.org and please sign up for our mailing list. And then we're also on Facebook and Instagram. We've just barely started posting because we've been spending most of our efforts interviewing guests and editing podcasts so that we can launch this spring. And then finally, look for an email from us sometime soon with a tiny little survey that'll take you three minutes because we're all about data-driven advocacy. So we want to check in with our listeners and make sure that we're providing them the information that's useful to them. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here, Jennifer. We appreciate you hopping on with us. And boy, I can't wait to see what's next, you guys. This is amazing. So grateful to you both for starting me on this journey. I'm grateful for both of you as well. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.